Bad Batch is back, and we got a lot of questions tonight. Experimental unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the desirable mutations. everyone, welcome back to another Bad Batch-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And we are back with Bad Batch Season 3, Episode 1, Confined, Episode 2, Paths Unknown, and Episode 3, Shadows of Tantus. Yep. So, if you're listening to this, we are doing all three episodes in this single podcast episode. One, yep. because we don't have time to do it any other day, so, really. And we want to get it done, because it's three episodes, and we can't be delaying it too much, because we need you guys to listen to the breakdowns before episode four comes out next week. So, Facts. That's why we're going to, we're trying to go fast, um, but... And they kind of all tie together-ish. Well, two of the episodes are first two. Sorry, or the first one and and three, which is kind of weird that they. I should have started with episode two, and kind of like added a little cliffhanger to that, but then go to what we got for one and three as like a set story, but whatever. Or they could just done. It kind of gives you like a perspective of how long Omega's been in jail for the second one, though. Yeah, but you kind of. Or they could have just done. One and three as just a two episode premiere, and this had those two today instead of three. But but the second one wouldn't be as dramatic because you already knew that Omega escaped. That is true. Spoilers. So it's kind of the way they did it makes sense. Or they could just start. I guess. Or they could have started with episode two. Or they could have just made it one big one episode. Yeah, an hour and a half long movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they uh, did that fun. for season one. <laughs> that would have been fun. But, yes. So, I don't think there's really much any announcements, really. There's just a rumor that Acolyte is coming out June 5th. It's just a rumor that came out today. So, maybe that'd be true. So, after Bad Batch is done, we got four, four weeks, four or five weeks, four weeks or whatever. Four, four episodes of Empire Radio, and then on the fifth week would be... Acolyte, so. And hopefully that drops Tuesday. Well, the 5th is a Wednesday, so. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, oh, the, the early premiere or early the, release of it? Like Yeah, if we can get the early release of it, then you guys will for sure get a watch party. Right. Not then it's going to be like a crunch yeah, time. And I, I would like to do reaction videos because it's going to be all new stuff. And I didn't do any reactions for these first three episodes of Bad Batch. I just didn't, wasn't feeling up to it. So I might start doing it next week. We'll see. And I didn't but, do watch parties for those first three episodes, and I probably won't do it for this show. 
Maybe the finale. The finale, you probably want to do. I'll probably do the finale. Yeah. But besides that, it's just the timing. I got home and I had to bench three episodes before getting on here. So. Yeah. All right. Well, so tonight what we're going to do, since there's three episodes, episodes one and three are one story. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do those first. And then we'll finish with episode two. So we're going to go a little out of order. Classic Star Wars. We're going out of order just to make things more confusing. But we can't really discuss like one and then like talk talk about like we don't know what happened in episode three. Because it would just sound weird. Um, so we're just going to do it together just because it's easier. Um, and hopefully I'll make us go a little bit quicker. But And then we'll finish with episode two. Cool. Cool. Let's right. do it. Well, for the episodes one and three, Drew, what were your overall thoughts? I liked it. It was good. Like, I, like turning on episode one, I was like, I forgot how much I liked the show. Like watching the recap. Like it was I'm a like, good. It was a good recap. It was a really good recap. Was, and I like, feel like most there's certain angles kinda... too that were different. I don't know. It felt. I, I didn't notice it. I think it was no. just the way they sliced like, it. They had like the the narration over it a little bit with like Hemlock and mm-hmm. they're just doing it was the a really good cool recap. music and all that jazz. Um, so yeah, I got pumped for it. I like this uh, these two episodes a lot. I thought they're they're really good storytelling in the sense of like you kind of didn't know. What was really going on, but you kind of figured you kind of still don't really know what's going on, but you kind of know what's going on. Right. Um, it's, I don't know. I don't have anything really negative to talk about with it. I enjoyed it. Cool. Well, I really like these episodes one and three. I thought they were phenomenal. I, I really liked that it was very slow pace and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've said a million times, show me, don't tell me when it comes to storytelling. And yeah. it was just, we were just watching. Like, yep. there wasn't a lot of talking, like, especially in that first episode. And we were just watching and trying to understand the story and paying attention to, like, oh, she has long hair now. Oh, there's 150 scratches on the wall now. And then by the end of the episode, there's 160. Did you pause it, Jeremiah? I, I did pause it. Did you really? I did pause it. So it oh goes, oh my gosh. The first boy. time we see the wall, there's 21. Then 150, and then it ends with 164. So she's been there that yeah. long by the end of the second or, or like what? third episode. How many so, months is that? So like five and a half. Almost six o- months. Over, fun, over five months. So. Jeez. But yeah, I really, and the thing is, I was like, what about this? Like, is making me like this so much. And one, I think it's, well, one, we always like the music, but like Mm -hmm. it reminded me, the music and like the slow pacing reminded me of Andor. Yep. I was like, I couldn't, I didn't, yeah, I pinpoint it until like, I think the second time I watched the episodes was like, well, like this is more than once. Yeah, dude, I mean, I went to grocery store last night, so I didn't have to go out today. I could just stay home and, Dang. Today and just watch Eat it. Eat all your groceries. <laughs> I did. I, oh, dude, I did laundry today. 
and like I put my laundry in and someone was already using the dryer. I'm like, that's fine because the dryers, by the time I'm done with my laundry, the dryers will be empty. They'll be empty. I'm gone. That's I can fine. use it. All three dryers are being used because there's, on my floor, there's three washing machines and three dryers. And I'm like, perfect. Perfect time. Whatever. I'll, I'll go, I'll wait an extra five minutes to go just to make sure. For an hour after the dryer, my, I was waiting and no one came. So I had to go to a different floor and use a dryer. I was so mad. Probably because they put it in the dryer before they went to work. No, because this was like at one o'clock in the afternoon. Like you don't oh. do that. Like do your laundry and not come back for ten hours and you don't know. Don't judge people. I used to do that when I'll I was judge people in all I want when it comes to using. I used to do that all the time when I lived in apartments. I go, okay, I'll throw this in the dryer because I put it in the night before and go to sleep, wake up, throw it in the dryer, and then go to work. You're a terrible human being. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> and then, and then, like, I don't want to be like the guy that like takes it and like puts it on top of the dryer. Oh, yeah. you, if I'm you never if I'm doing that, that if I'm doing that, and I, as I'm doing it, they come in to get it. Oh yeah, it's embarrassing. That's just scary. I don't want to deal with this that. This is awkward. And you never know what, dude. You never know what they got going on in there either. It's, yeah, yeah I don't it's wanna, not. I don't want to find fun. someone. All you I have someone's underwear in my hand as they're yeah. walking. <laughs> All the all you college kids that are listening to this, you guys understand this struggle in life for sure. This is one of those things where yeah, you're or as soon as you get done, you like get go to grab your own clothes. They're like, Why are my clothes out on top? Yeah, it's awkward. Yep. Awkward. So yeah, so I really like these episodes one three omega episodes because it was just like for for what, over a year now or around a year now we've been waiting. Like what? What's what happened? Like where did she go? Like what are they doing on Mount Tantus? And mm-hmm. what's going on with Crosshair? And what is Hunter and Wrecker gonna do? Because I was like, for some reason, I was thinking, okay, Hunter and Wrecker, they're gonna be with Echo and Rex. And I'm like, no, it's just those two left. That's sad, dude. When I, I saw, like, dang, in episode it, two, when I saw them, it was just them two. I was like, something's off. Yeah, I was like. This feels I, weird. It felt like it was just, they're just not where they're supposed to be. So, but hopefully, sometime during a season, they get Crosshair back and Omega. They're all together. They Tech is still alive. They get him and they get Echo. And it's like the five Bad Batch plus Omega. They all die together. Back, back, back <laughs> together. Get the band back together again. But yeah, I really like this episode. So. Yeah, me too. I thought I thought they were really good. Like you said, it kind of did feel like Andor. Now you say that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we might as well go scene by scene really quick. So, oh, also, animation. Perfect. Even better than last season. Dude, it was so good. Like, the night scene, Mm -hmm. like, in the thing, like, the lighting was just how they did the lighting. It just looked photorealistic in so many parts. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was pretty epic. It was, it was, it was so much nicer too than watching on my monitor when I watched it on my TV this time. I was like, right. "Oh, this is super nice." <laughs> yeah. All right. So, episode starts up. Some uh, Imperial shuttle is coming into Mount Tantus during a, a storm. They get shocked by lightning and they start. They crash when they call for help, and then it's raining, and then they hear mon- a monster. And Dr. Hemlock was like, well, if they're outside the perimeter, there's nothing we can do. They're dead. So they just get killed. Like, that. okay. And I really like Dr. Hemlock. That's a bad guy? 
Yeah, like last year or last season, like we liked it him, but he was only there for like the first like last few episodes. Mm-hmm. But I really like him as a villain. Yeah, and you can tell like, I mean, there's parts in the next episode, episode three, where you can kind of tell what his motivation is a little bit, which I really enjoyed. And like, like he he reminds me of Thrawn. This way he talks, mm, very yeah. calm and calculated. Now he's not obviously no one's ever gonna be as analytical as Thrawn is, but I just felt like he's that same tone. He cadence. had parts of that in him, but then he also had parts of um, what's his name from Rogue One? Krennic. Uh, yeah, Krennic, where he was like, like antsy, like all right, well I guess we're gonna kill Omega now, like you know what I mean? Like he had like that. Right. He was. Like he didn't care. He just only cared about the science. He didn't care about like every everyone was expendable. Yeah, exactly. As long as it he can felt move like Krennic, kind of like on the bit. edge of his seat, kind of. Yeah. yeah, it was good. So yeah, and so then after this, you know, cra- opening crash scene or whatever, it goes straight to Omega in her room slash dorm slash cell cell whatever you want to call it um i would say and, cell yeah whatever it's cause I, don't think there was any, I don't think there was any buttons on the inside so she couldn't leave on her own exactly she had a she, she bathroom had a good, in there she had a good view she did have a better view and she was in the basement with all the other people and so a, maybe a dripping think. faucet for like six months like come oh on oh my gosh they kept showing that thing i'm like is that how she's gonna escape that would have been cool if like somehow she was able to use that toilet to get out but yeah <laughs> um yeah so she's in her cell and immediately she gets greeted by emery which is her it's a female clone so there's clones sisters her sister um which we got that reveal at the end of last season's finale mm-hmm. of her she's a female clone um and so they're off to work and so she omega has her own routine and responsibilities um and we see this on repeat you know this episode and third episode she kind of follows the same routine every day which i really like is this the mendatini that's like how this is how the empire works that everything is just calculated and scheduled and she's just there for this purpose um kind of like the andor jail stuff yeah definitely like yep and so, um, you know, one of the first things that she does is she gets a blood sample every day. And so we see her first one, which was like, you know, was it 20, what, 21 days was the first thing. I think I said 16 earlier, but it was 21. 21 was the first. So this is like three weeks in, she gets her first blood sample taken. Um, and she was just told that it's just man or like mandatory, but it's also just like routine, standard, standard thing everyone goes through. So okay, whatever. Um, but when she brings the blood samples to Nala Say, Nala Say was a little disturbed that oh, they took Omega's thing, and she like discards it, in like the thing. Like I don't know if it, it gets sent to like an incendiary thing or whatever. But it blew up in the bottom of the track. Yeah, it was like well, like a pneumatic tube thing or something that seemed like that when she puts it in, it just sucks it away. But 
And LSA was very concerned that they were going to test her. I was like, why? Like, what's what's in the uh, the blood that she doesn't want the Empire to know about? And so immediately we find out that they are trying to do reproduction of a genetic M count. Now, if you remember your Star Wars, we get the phrase M count in Mandalorian Season 2. Mm-hmm. when they go back to uh, Navarro and there's an Imperial base and they find like cloning tubes and stuff and um, Hem- or not Hemlock, Pershing, Dr. Pershing is the references M count. And so no one, we haven't gotten any confirmation on what M stands for, but everyone assumes it's midichlorian count because... Mm-hmm. Apparently they can't say the word midichlorian because people hate midichlorians because blah, 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 whatever. (laughs) But But we know what they're saying. We know what they're talking about. So a reproduction of a genetic M count is what is referenced here and in, you know, throughout kind of like the story with Omega in the next episode, uh, third episode. And so um, what exactly this means, we can kind of speculate and we'll get into that a little bit more in third episode, but it's all coming together. All this stuff yeah. is coming together. Episode nine, all the way at the end, we're kind of moving towards that with Mandalorian, with Bad Batch, all this story. It's all, we're coming together. Um, and so we'll hopefully by the end of this Bad Batch season, we'll get a lot of answers to our questions, but who knows? Um, but after this, we get Lurka Hounds. How do, what do you think about these Lurka Hounds? I was indifferent. I don't know. Does it seem like a <laughs> typical Star Wars kind of dog? I don't know. Would you like a, a Lurka for a pet? No. No? What about, what about Batcher? Batcher domesticated. Cool. He seemed like a fun dog. Dope. Yeah, or she. I keep. I kept thinking he, but she. Lurka, yeah. hound, Batcher. Batcher just sounds like a guy's name. Been Batcha, with her accent. <laughs> Batcha. But yeah, so there's all these Batch Batcher or all these <laughs> Lurka hounds that are being they're like called in. They have like harnesses on with like t- like tags on it or collars, like collar things. And Omega is this tasked with feeding them every day. And it seems like they're there to protect the outer wall. Yeah. So the Lurkas are there. They're kind of like security against the wildlife because there's a lot of wildlife that is dangerous out there. So they have these Lurka hounds kind of surveying. Lurking around. Lurking around the perimeter of Mount Tantus. Protecting against any threats that would come towards the mountain. So that's what they're there for. But when Omega gets to Batcher's cage, kennel thing, he hasn't eaten any of his food. No, she hasn't. It's just, it's just piling up. It's a big pile. And she, I say he, she, like she, this doesn't eat it. So. Uh, what we see about through these episodes is Omega. She's walking around with like a lunchbox, 
and she's been sneaking hay, putting it in the bottom of her lunchbox. But then she's also been taking her food and giving it to Badger. And it's basically space chicken nuggets. So, and that's the only thing that Batcher likes to eat. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so that's cool. And I'm like, okay, this dog monster thing is going to, Hound is definitely going to play a role moving forward. And based on what happens at the very end of episode three, it was even cooler than what I thought was gonna we were going to get. So, um, yeah. that's cool. But then part of also part of after she goes to the kennels, what part of her routine is to go to um, the holding cells for other clones and she tracked down Crosshair. So he's just kind of laying there. Well, we should mention he, she would walk, she walks by him every morning. Yes. It's like a routine. Yeah. So, which I didn't. So like, we were like, Oh, the first time they cross paths when we watched the trailer, Crosshair is going to see her and then like get like motivated to find a way out. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like that at all. Like he, he's completely defeated and hopeless that he can ever escape or have any purpose anymore. So like he doesn't care to see Omega. He's basically just take care of yourself. Don't worry about me. Um, I also think he doesn't feel like the batch will bring him like, Bring him back. All right. So he doesn't feel like they'll be accepted. But Omega, the whole time, she's like, you're one of us. You're part of the team. You're my brother. Like, I care. Yeah, but because like, there's a part in that, like, I believe it's episode one, where he's like, why do you care? Like, I deserve to be in here. Yeah, and then she's like, none of us deserve to be here. I think that's the th- I think that's the third one. Third one. But which, that's a good line. Mm-hmm. Because when she said that, the kind of camera went back to the camera. <laughs> the camera went back to him, and he was like, "Oh, dang, yeah, she's right." Um, but yeah, so Omega's like, "Well, I'm trying to find a plan to get out of here." Like, I've there's always a, a weak point in every compound, every building. Like, I'm just gonna eventually find that weak point, and then I'll formulate a plan out of it, off of that, and then. But Crosshair's like, just don't worry about me. I'm not going to help you. Just take care of yourself, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so then this is when we see her doing a scratch thing on the wall in her cell. And it's 21 days. Um, but then it jumps ahead. And she has her long hair. So it jumps quite a bit because it, right around that time we see her scratches on the wall. And there's 150 days. So that's a long time. A long yeah. time to grow your hair too. So I feel like her hair grew a lot longer in four months than four or five months than normally would. But I don't know. We'll see. It's cartoons. It's a cartoon. Yep. She's a clone. I guess they have to over exaggerate to really show. Well, because for a guy, they would just throw a beard on you. <laughs> like they do that with all like guys that have been in there for a while that just slowly have a beard coming out. And yeah, that was so that, their version that's of that. Good, good point. Like, how do you 
progress time on a teenage girl. Just grow her hair out. <laughs> grow her hair out, I guess. Um, but yeah, so she goes through the routine again, does a blood sample. Nala say throws it away. Oh, I should say like during this, maybe it was the night, the third episode, but like it would always go to the blood crank thing, like spool. Yeah, like there's like going a in a little... circle. Like it's always just showing that like what's and it's like every single time it goes to a new vial, it drips a couple drops of different someone else's blood into this. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I can't remember. I know it was for sure the third episode. I don't know if it was also doing it in this episode too, but we'd always see this lab with the blood samples, and Nala say would discard uh omegas um blood sample all this stuff and so but eventually we get back to the lurka hound kennels and she goes to feed batcher and batcher's hurt got the cut on his arm leg thing and the droid was like oh yeah he got or she got hurt on patrols last night so that's sad and omega's like oh help her and he's like sorry i'm not a medical droid it's not my programming. He just walks away. I was like, oh, dang. Um, he was like, if you don't, if he doesn't heal, then it's, she'll be marked for termination. Like, dang it. Don't come after the dog. Like, what the heck? Um, but then Mega just grabs a med kit off the wall and puts back to goop, I assume, on the cut. Which I feel like this is the first time we've ever seen a, like a, med pack like that in star wars yeah know. for sure I, think, I think we've ever seen i feel like we've seen spray have we've seen like a spray before like a back to spray on yeah it's always been a spray i like think of a specific time that we've seen it can't remember oh uh well we got uh mando season one finale Mm-hmm. When he sprays with the back to spray, when he's dying on at the end, um, there's that. But yeah, so um, yeah, and so then after this, uh, Omega goes to crosshair part of a routine, and like, yeah, Batcher's hurt, blah blah blah, and crosshair gets kind of upset, like. Like, what's your plan? Like, you you don't have a plan. You're just doing all this random stuff. Like, who cares about the dog? And, um, oh, it is here. I have it in my notes. This is when he says, I, I belong here. And Mike says, none of us belong here. Yeah. So that that part continue. was intense. Yeah. So they're arguing like, about this, basically. And Crusher's like, worry about yourself. Don't wor- sacrifice things to save me. And she's basically like, I'm not leaving without you, Crosshair. Like, don't even, like, I'm not even going to consider leaving you behind. Because mm-hmm. he directly says, if I was in your position, I would have, I would not hesitate to leave you behind. Like, dang, dude. Like, which is kind of weird because last season, during that snow episode, like, he makes that threat to the guy named Mayday. He's like, yeah, like, I'm not going to take a, if you get hurt or something, you're just, I forget how he phrased it, but you're just empty baggage or something like that. But then, like, he ends up saving him anyway. Like, he had a change of heart learning from Mayday of, like, being committed to people. And, and like, oh, Crosshair had a change in his heart and mind about 
the value of other clones and soldiers. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it was kind of weird him saying that to her, but I think it was also just him trying to motivate her to like, not sacrifice herself for him. She was, he was just kind of just trying to discourage it, not because he was selfish, but because he wanted her, what was best for her, but didn't want to make it sound like that. Maybe, I don't know. Um, then we get an inspection. She gets a random inspection in her cell in the morning. Two commando droids go in and basically just open her lunchbox because she's been getting hay from the kennels and making a doll to like mimic the one that she has that was Wrecker's doll thing. Um, so they confiscate that. And like, you can't have personal items, blah, blah, blah. You know the rules, blah, blah, blah. But was, why do they need two commando droids? Or commando? I think that's just they're just going through all of them, which how, is how you know that it's a jail. It's not a room. It's not it. Like, go back to your quarters. Like, no, it's a jail because they have random inspections and dump her stuff everywhere. She can't have a, a hay doll that she made. Like, why is that a big deal? Right. But I guess that's just the empire they want. Like, everyone to be the same. And kind of, it's kind of like, um, like, even like in Rebels, like with uh, Agent Callus, there's an episode where he gets stranded with Zeb. Like, he starts out, like, in his room, and there's, like, it's, it's just nothing there. He has that thing with Zeb where he's trapped with Zeb and they fight their way out and then he gets left behind and Empire takes him and he goes back to his cell and there's just nothing in there. So it's kind of like people are not meant to have like personality or Mm -hmm. because I guess like with clones, clones got their personalities, individual personalities and individual traits and stuff. And that kind of made them like the the emperor questioned their loyalty because they would think for themselves well especially after what the emperor made them all do right because once that thing started wearing off then they're just they're being disobedient to orders and yeah then it got dicey for the emperor essentially so it's basically can't have personal items because it creates people to like not follow orders and mm-hmm. have other motivations and goals and stuff like that. So that's what I'm guessing is happening. Um, but then we have a scene with Nala say and Dr. Hemlock. So they, they go to a heavily guarded place, the bunch of commando troopers and they're protecting this door, open the door, and there's like all these layers of like laser gates or whatever that they have to go through one by one. Like, well, what's behind there? Like, well, we get don't we won't get that till next episode, but like, like what's behind it? What's 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 the big the big project? What's going what's the work for? Blah blah blah. We don't see it until next episode. But they come out of it and uh there was a successful transfer of the M count or something like that. But mm-hmm. Hemlock was like, but took too long, but it was a, but there was diminished M count and they need to like, they talk about having like the 
kind of like the host or like the they kept referring to like specimens. So mm-hmm. it's like that adds adds more questions. But like it's like you have to like do this midichlorian M count transfer without diminishing um the original host's like minimum. Like you're supposed to have at least that or more once yeah. the transfer is done. Um but I guess this was the first time that like, any transfer was successful. So like Nalasay saw this as a success, but Dr. Hemlock was like, well, it's not good enough. And like, I'm more patient with you than I should be. But like, if I tell the emperor this, like he might not be as eager to take these small steps. So basically just threatens to like keep getting better because this isn't good enough. Um, and then after this, we go back to the, the kennels and Batcher is super happy to see Omega smiling, mm-hmm. tongue hanging out, panting and like wagging his, did I have tails? I don't think he has tails, but he's basically waving his tail if he had one. Um, but then the droid was like, the dog is marked for termination but maybe like no the wounds healed blah 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 i was like yeah but the domestication basically of your interaction with the hound has caused it to be not a good soldier in a sense out there patrolling so therefore it's to be terminated and omega's like nope not today droid and they start kind of like fighting he's trying to kill her with like a electro staff type thing because she's trying to like steal the data pad and she ends up using a data pad to drop something heavy on top of the droid. But the droid already called for an alert, security alert. And so Omega, she's able to release the like the tracker harness thing off Batcher and open the gate so he can she can run out free. And then when Omega does this, Dr. Hemlock is there and like that's not very compassionate of you because a domesticated animal out in the wild like this can't fend for itself. So you basically just sentence it to death. Well, it wasn't going to die anyway, so it's still better, but um, yeah, either way it was going to die. Like I, that argument was so dumb when he said that, I'm like, yeah, not how um, this works. And he's just like, you can't have any, um, emotion or sentiment in our work like you can't have basically kind of like attachments like you can't have attachments with like a jedi thing mm-hmm. um which is just kind of interesting that the empire is against the jedi but they're also against attachments also just like the jedi which is interesting um but it's basically don't have any emotion or t- sentiments and like omega's like well you're not gonna punish me because like nala say won't do work if you hurt or kill me and he's like, and he starts laughing. Well, all I got to do is threaten Crosshair. And then, and so like, if I threaten Crosshair, you're, you're not going to do anything because you don't want me to hurt Crosshair. So, yep. which is an interesting way of, we always see the whole thing in storytelling of like, oh, you threaten this person so that they stay in line so they don't hurt hurt this other person or whatever. But like now it's like three persons deep. So it's like, now yeah. I say Omega. So it's like the person that's, there to like keep one person in check is being kept in check by another person, which is well, 
And it also showed you that he was keeping an eye on her and he knew that she was going to go visit him every day. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, aware. Definitely aware. the way he said it, he's like, well, you, your friend in the attention level. And then he said, like, his code name. Yeah. And then she was like, Crosshair. Yeah. So, so, so like, they knew. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Emery basically uh, basically t- tells em- uh, Omega to go back to her cell. Blah, blah, blah. That's when we see 164 days marked off on the wall. Um, and Emery comes back to check on her and gives her the doll that she made out of the straw back. All right, so Emery is kind of not following orders, but but she's you can tell she's always been concerned about Omega. And we don't really know fully what Emery's motivations are and what she going on with her but she does have a soft spot for omega obviously because they're sister clones but i don't i wonder if she has like a planned out agenda of all at any way um i'm sure it'll be shown to us throughout the season but i'm intrigued about what emery is got up her you think she has something up her sleeve i i feel like they're has do you to think be something. she doesn't, and then when she sees what's really going on, then she decides to. Well, she does protect. Next episode does protect Omega by saying, "Don't kill her because her blood is the key." Um, which obviously she's de- she's devoted to the research going on, whatever they're trying to do. But like, I feel like she's. Also trying to protect Omega somehow. I don't know. But she also but, didn't let Omega leave. Right, because like she's trying to like play a long game, I think. Whereas mm. Omega's trying to do a short game, trying to get out, even though it's been five months, but Omega just wants to get out with Crosshair, but Yeah. Emery, I feel like is understands the stakes of what's the bigger picture of things because she knows a lot more about the facility and what's going on there than Omega. So there's that. Um, but the episode ends with uh, Batcher standing on top of the crashed, crashed ship from the beginning of the episode, howling in the night. And that's it. Yep. It was a very good episode. Well, most might as well jump into episode three. That's the same story. Same story. Same story. Um, same day, kind of? I think it pretty much... Episode 3 takes place a day or two after... Cause I don't remember... I didn't, I didn't remember Did you count again? I didn't is count it, again. Is it 166? <laughs> Something like that, probably. But, yeah, Omega is... Back in the cell, but then she's leaves again, does a routine. But then, like, even I noticed before she said it, but there was, like, a lot more troopers patrolling the hallways, a lot, tons of commando troopers. Um, 
and we see Crosshair, you know, getting escorted out of his area. But then we get a little little teaser in the background when he's leaving. There's a guy in an all black thing with his face covered, which is the same armor slash attire that the assassin clone had from last season that we were, which was also in the trailer that I forgot that this yeah they don't assassin really... clone from season two had that same armor. So there's another assassin clone that's in charge of part of what's going on with the clones there. Um, but yeah, so Omega notices the extra troopers around and they asks, um, uh, Emery about what's going on. She's like, I don't know. I'm just, I'll know something if Hemlock tells me because this is getting to do the blood draw thing again here. But um, Hemlock comes in with Nalase and says there's a guest coming. Oh, who's coming? Um, and how Nalase is going to be going, working with Hemlock and this guest. And Hemlock says, all right, Emery, you you know, continue the lab work today while we're gone. And now they're like, crap, because the blood samples are there. And if Emery puts her blood in the computer, then Omega's in danger. So she basically, a commando uh, clone comes in and is talking with Hemlock and now say sneaks over to Omega and is like, you can't allow this to happen. If they test your blood, you're going to be in danger. You have to escape. You take my data pad get a way out, take a shuttle and get out of here. You got to flee. Cause if they do your blood, we're screwed. So it's like, okay, so now we know for sure that like something in her blood is going to trigger something immediately. Mm-hmm. And if it's about midichlorians, the question, like we've always had this question ever since season one, like is Omega force sensitive? And so, like, if her blood is good with, like, transferring midichlorian counts and, like, all this stuff, like, is she Force-sensitive? And that's, like, her special, unique thing? I don't know. If she is, she's not really great at showing us. Oh, she doesn't, but if she doesn't know, she doesn't know. So, like, she wouldn't know what she, how to use the Force. Like, yeah. there's no, she has no training. But- but, like, my thing is, like, they've been working on all these clones and taking all the blood from all these clones. Like, is that saying that Boba Fett is Force-sensitive? You mean you mean Jango Fett? Well, I'm saying Boba. I don't know. Because there's, there's something else with the clones in general that is supposed to facilitate this midichlorian thing. Which, if this was implemented from the start when they commissioned the clone army, like Palpatine has been working on doing this the whole time, Mm -hmm. even before the Clone Wars even started with clones, like that somehow their blood would be involved in his cloning or someone else's cloning in the future with midichlorians. So it's like, What's the deal with the clones? Was there a dual purpose there? I don't know. Um, but like Omega was definitely 
Nala say was kind of doing her own thing with Omega. Yeah. And so Nala say did Nala say perfect making a person force sensitive and she she succeeded with Omega. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think we'll get an answer to like what's so unique about Omega's blood, or do you think it's just? Done? I think we will. Do you think it? Do you think she is force sensitive now, based on this information? I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if it's if it's her metachlorian count that they're counting and that she's a success, or is it she is. Because you know they're dropping the blood in to all the tubes. Is it that she's able to transfer because she's so close to the original clone DNA that she's able to transfer her her cloning capability? Like her clone blood is able to transfer the mandichlorian count. Maybe. Like it's... Like if, if... What if... The, the blood that they're dropping into all those valves is Grogu's blood. Grogu's, because Grogu, we do know, took blood samples, like they used blood samples from Grogu. For a long time. And like, we don't, they could have him already. Right. So that was one of the things we were going to talk about later. We might as well talk about it now. Yeah. But do you think. You know, in those tubes that Palpatine goes to see, we're jumping a gun, those armored test tube things, they they open it up, but we don't see what's inside. Do we think Grogu is being, they're trying to clone Grogu? Or do you think inside those tubes are just the early Palpatine clones? I think they're early Palpatine's clones. Do you think they're using Grogu right now? At this I facility? think they're using, they could be, I don't know, it's either Palpatine's blood or is Grogu's blood. Right. But they're trying to figure out how to clone force and like force the force. Right. Force users. Force users. So which makes me think that I think what it is is that's her because she's so close to the original host of the clones of Jingle Fett. And so, like, maybe because she was such a good clone, they're able to, she was, she's able to transfer the mandichlorian count better. Right. So, I don't know if it's necessary that she's forced and stuff. If anything, it might be that she's just a good host to be cloned. That's an interesting thing. Like, like her, like her blood type is genetically modified enough to where, it could receive that transfer mm-hmm. and be, tr- that might be an interesting way to look at it. Which makes me think like, why didn't they ever try to find Boba? Cause they know that Boba's out there. Right. And like, why aren't well, they I, trying to I hunt think, down Boba? I think like Boba was kind of, like Boba and Omega were both not really publicly known to the Republic, mm-hmm. really. Because, like, Boba was just part of Django's payment 
Yeah. And it was off the books you know, too, I think. Off the books basically. And he was with Django most of that movie. And then at Battle of Geonosis, you know, Django gets killed and then mm-hmm. Boba's on his own. Yeah. And so like the Republic would have never known about him, even though like in the records he's noted because I think season one, tech when he's going through records is like he was he there was he's she's Omega and then he's Alpha, a yeah. pure genetic replication of Django Fett. Um so like it was in the records, but it was also like not important to the Republic. So, yeah, I don't know. That's what I th- I think maybe it's that because they were dropping someone's blood into these other bottles, right? And then as soon as that one went in, it turned gold. Yep. So, makes me think like she's just a, the best host for transferring. Yeah, or maybe it's like like once the blood is mixed, like then like it can multiply that blood. Cause obviously if you're trying to like, yeah, you need more than just a little vial of blood to make a body run. No, no. Like, I think, I think so maybe once like, they found out that was her, they need her. Like it can, they can like, once it's mixed, like they can grow that sample. Correct. Be like enough for it to be transfused. And then that, when it's, that transfusion happens, you don't so- lose the midichlorian count. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was a that's what I think it, it has to be that because they would just go find more Jedi, then right? Like, it has to be that she's able to her DNA is is able to be cloned better than because they can't clone a clone out of a clone, right? And it'd be pure clone. Because if we go back to season three of The Mandalorian, um, what's the bad guy's name? Bald hair dude? The blonde hair? Or the, no, yeah, I know you're not. The guy, Gus from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Oh, um, you're thinking of Moff Gideon? Moff Gideon, yeah, like, because he was, his, the clones of himself were force sensitive. Were they? Yeah, because he's like, he says that, you know, he wants that Mandalorian armor with Mm -hmm. force sensitive clones of himself, which is like the ultimate fighting machine, basically, force sensitive Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, which is basically Grogu, but whatever. <laughs> um, but like, just on the good side, though, not the best. So like, side. right. So I wonder if, which like, make so if these I don't clones. That I don't think it's Grogu. Then it must be Palpatine, and here's why: because Palpatine's alive. Grogu's alive. Correct, but. The reason why they needed Grogu is because they're trying to find a host for Palpatine to go into. Like, they were, like, draining Grogu of his blood, essentially, to get all the mandachlorian count out of him for the forest. Right. 
So like they wouldn't need that right now because Palpatine's still alive. Right. And so like there is reference in this third episode of Project Necromancer, Mm -hmm. which is necromancy is to raise someone from the dead. So like all so we do know ultimately this project is about Palpatine's clones. Yes. But it's just all the details of how it all works and getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this one valve was enough to create Palpatine's son who creates Ray later on. Could be. <laughs> like they only get that one would, valve? <laughs> because he would need to be born soon or made soon because because she ray would have been born around the time of the mandalorian because she's correct or no like five years after the start of mandalorian because she's 20 years old so she's an 18 no i think she's 20 because i think um Five because the show is five years after episode six, mm-hmm. and that's around the time Kylo Ren is born because mm-hmm. he's 25 at the start of episode seven. So and she's I think, 20. I think she's 20. So, like, you know, so that means sometime after the Mandoverse story concludes is when Ray will be born. Mm-hmm. But that means her dad has to. Find but also, her there could be two years in between there, so he she could already be almost born. Well, we don't really know because I'm guessing through the end of Ahsoka, I think that's probably two or three years from the start of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So we got probably two to three years until Rey is born. If I had to guess. Based on the math. Because we have Sardamando to when she's born is five years. But we've only had a, at most three years pass so far in the storytelling. So I don't, I don't think she's born yet. But she's soon to be conceived. And then born. But I get, my point is, <laughs> she has to have a dad that's old Star enough Wars to... Star Wars math, you guys. It's, it's rough out here. <laughs> but we need a, a Palpatine clone that's old enough to make a baby. Yeah. And, and so I don't think they're he, genetically. He, he didn't seem, he didn't seem super young, like in the flashbacks that we get. No. So like, he's probably this, you might be right that this, one of these first successful, like clones would be Ray's father. Mm-hmm. Which. Wouldn't it be crazy if that valve was Ray's father? That one valve. So then, <laughs> Omega then is crosshair is kind, valve. Omega is kind of like Ray's. Oh my goodness. Mother, kind of <laughs> like. No, Grandma. I guess Grandma. Yeah. So Omega and Palpatine are Ray's <laughs> parents. <laughs> there you guys are your first. This is, this you is a freaky this. stuff here in Star Wars. <laughs> you guys are your first. <laughs> But, go. like, because the thing with that 
Ray's dad is that he was not force sensitive. So he's a failed a failed So maybe Ray's clone. dad is um this one that they mentioned, the the, the first successful yeah thing but with a diminished thing like yeah. That could be crosshair. It's crosshair's blood. Oh gosh. <laughs> but like no, Snoke is Crosshair's blood. That's why he has a scar. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. They gotta go back to see if there's like, like the Crosshair thing. On. Oh, how do we miss this? <laughs> um, we're like, yeah, because they say like they they found out that Crosshair wasn't valuable like right away. Right. Oh no, we knew he wasn't valuable. No, not Crosshair. So like, <laughs> he was Snoke. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, hey, this whole thing start is those beams right now, man. <laughs> so either way, this whole thing is moving towards Palpatine's clone. Yeah, stuff. I don't think it'll make it sense force sensitive. Right. I mean, she could be. It could be one of the reasons why it was so successful. But it just it would if she is, then for sure Boba Fett is then. Well, you would think that, but I think Omega has. Nala say did special things with Omega that she didn't do with Boba. So do you think this whole time Omega or uh, Nala say could do this again? She's just like playing. I think she's dragging her feet. Yeah. I think she knows how to do all this stuff and could get get it done pretty quickly. Which she knew right away that Omega would be right. valuable. Right. So it makes sense. I just hope we get all these. I hope it's all laid out. That we finally get all these answers. Because I'll be mad we if this show much. ends and we don't have a clear. No, path we're going to get a end. Rex show next and they're going to still talk about it for another four or five years. Yep. Which I'm assuming once this show is done, we'll get an announcement for the next animated show. Yeah. Unless they're going to just go with like Tales of the Jedi. And- well, because I'm. Pretty sure right after season seven of Clone Wars was done is when they had, like within a month after it was done they announced Bad Batch at its own yeah, show. Yeah, it was pretty quickly, and like so, we had that arc with had nothing to do with Ahsoka in it. Yeah, it was just we're like, why is this here? We're like, who cares about this at all right now? Right, but I don't know. Spam five years later, and you're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> But I'm assuming, you know, this summer we'll get an announcement for the next animated show, which. Um, Hopefully it's not just, it could just be a High Republic show, though. I don't know, because there was a thing, article that came out last week where um, one of the main guys, Rue or Rao, whatever his last name is, mm-hmm. Rad, maybe. I can't remember his first name, but they someone interviewed him and was like, so the Bad Batch story is loosely based off of what George Lucas wanted to also do. And he's like, this is the last like George Lucas inspired story. Which is why it's good. Which is why it's good. And it's also Dave Filoni. Um, and hashtag, they gave it to Dave. They gave it to Dave. Um, also a side note, I rewatched the first season of Avatar, the last airbender, which is the season that Dave Filoni worked on. And all the episodes that he directed were the best. Were like were the best ones. He even Dang. did the finale. He, he did. did the finale. He did the finale. And when Aang goes to the spirit realm in the finale, 
there's a giant wolf that's like 100 feet tall that walks in the background. <laughs> How did I miss that? <laughs> that's so funny. The start of colliding. It basically looks like a it looks like a loth wolf, but just like a not as long of a snout. It's more of a rounder's face, but. It was definitely a wolf. I'm like, Dave Filoni, you son of a gun. <laughs> You've done it again. Um, but anyway, the, the Rao guy, Ru guy, he's like, this is the last George Lucas inspired thing. And they're like, well, what's in the future for like animated stuff? And he's, and he's like, well, he didn't really say anything. But like they're asked, like, what about like an animated movie? And he'd be like, that'd be kind of cool, basically. But nothing... It's like, I wonder if we'll get a Clone Wars-style animation Star Wars movie. Well, we already did get one of them. What? They, that's how they showed us the Clone Wars. At the beginning, it was an animation movie. Oh, yeah, right. And so, like, I wonder if we'll, after Bad Batch, if they'll either announce the next show, animated show, that's in this style of animation. Or, or if they give us a an animated movie, which would be really cool. I want a movie to go to theaters, but I also want to show because it's longer. Right. Kind of one of those hard things. Well, which it'll be a trilogy of animated movies. Yeah. <laughs> which if you guys are listening and you live in the twin cities, message us on discord. If you want to go see episode one on May 4th together, just That's let fun. Jeremiah know in the discord. If you guys are listening, yep. I gotta. I, I haven't officially announced it yet, like or, or asked people in Discord. So like, off to eventually make an. Should I have like a little chat room for the people that want to go to it. Yeah, I could do that. Because me and Jeremiah are gonna go, and if you guys show up, you guys show up. But it's gonna be fun watching episode one in theaters again. It's gonna be dope. Yeah. All right. Well. Where are I'm basically you? three lines in to oh, my Lord. notes. <laughs> but we kind of discussed a lot of the stuff we'll be talking about anyway. So, um, so, so later on episodes when we get to Project Necromancer, or, yeah. but like when Nala Say is warning Omega to run, mm-hmm. she's like, it's Project, and then she gets interrupted and doesn't finish it. It's oh, like at the beginning, it you're like, my soul. I was like, Project what? What, 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 what? But and also, it's, it's like she might have not even said like the name. She would have said what it was, like what the project was actually yeah. doing. But, so you're like, oh, this girl. just want to choke that long neck and get it oh out of gosh. her. Oh, gosh. You couldn't even reach her neck. Dude. She's so like, tall. Uh, get over get a, here. Get a, get a stool. <laughs> get. Yeah. Give me that step ladder in the corner. Pull it out. Yep. What are you saying? So... Um, Omega goes to the lab where Emery is working with this blood samples and she goes there to try and like take the sample, but doesn't get a chance. Emery puts it in the machine, but like, it's literally like the last one. Mm-hmm. And so this whole episode, like every few minutes you see it like crank to get closer and closer going clockwise. And, you know, eventually, okay, crap. It's going to get all to the top. It's going to do the little thing. And then it's going to, like, start beeping or something. So, like, this whole episode, you're getting tension. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? How's it going to play out? But Omega, she grabs Nalase's dad of had and kind of starts doing her magic to, like, work her way out. Um, but 
after this happens, space shot, a ship emerges out of hyperspace. And did you notice the music right away, Drew? Yes, I'm pretty sure I did. Because the same music that plays when we see Palpatine last season, when he arises out from the center, middle of the floor in the Senate mm-hmm. chamber, and it's and then like his the Emperor's theme also plays with it too. But like immediately when I heard that, I'm like, "It's the Emperor. This is the guest. This is the Emperor." I was like, "We're not gonna get the Emperor till like Episode twelve or something, Episode thirteen or something, towards the very end." And we get Episode three, so. He he gets off the ship with two. What are those guards called? Like just Gamorrean guards? No, not Gamorreans. That pig thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> not, well, you're thinking Praetorian guards, but are those considered Praetorian guards? No, I think they're just royal guards. Royal guards, those are called. I think so. The red and the red cloaks, yeah. dress things, which is this. Chat, help us out. But I'm pretty sure. I think no, you're right. I think they're royal guards, but yeah. like I've. We kind of see like Praetorian type guards fight in rebels against Ezra, mm. but like they're like in like the kind of like Episode Eight Praetorian guard armor when they fight. Yeah. Which I don't know. Is that what these royal guards have are wearing underneath these red cloaks? I around? think so. I think they have armor underneath. But like we have yet to see these guys ever fight I mean, with their like cloak on. Like I want to see these guys in action. They're. I was gonna say mention something. But I think it's it's in Legends. But there's a comic that has one of them is like force sensitive in the co- comic, and like so you can buy that figure, and he's like all decked out with like double armor and like uh like a vibro blade kind of staff thing, right? But so yeah, I'm pretty sure there's there armor underneath. But we have yet to see him fight. Ever. Yeah. I don't want to see it. It'd be kind of cool. That would have been cool. But Emperor Palpatine lands and Hemlock greets him. And Palpatine's like, I'm eager to see. You think she, she recognized, Omega recognized it because of all the, the, the troopers everywhere at first? Or was it also because she didn't see Crosshair walk by her? What are you talking about? When Omega exited... And she, she's like, why is there, what is going on? Like, did it, I think it hit her, like, something was a little fishy at first because she got out and oh, Crosshair didn't walk past her. Like, their daily retreat. Retreat. No, he didn't. Not at this time, he didn't. So, what's your question? Oh, I was just wondering if you think Omega first started realizing something was up. When Crosshair didn't walk by her, her. Well, she immediately noticed the extra troopers because she asked yeah. Emery. Yeah. And then. But I also noticed it because. And then Crosshair when Nala Say is by. taken away, is this Hemlock mentions that there's a guest coming. And then she mm-hmm. asks Emery, do you know who the guest is? And she's like, I don't or whatever. I don't ask questions. Basically. Um, I'm a weirdo. But Palpatine says to Hemlock. That he's eager to see the progress being made. Um, and they're on their way to like this heavily guarded lab or whatever. But like as they're walking there, Hemlock is talking about that there's many 
projects going on here. And a lot of them are um, centered around exotic animals and species. So like. Which you kind of get that in episode two. We do, which I feel like was a something to do with uh, Sarlax. Yeah. <laughs> which is. I was going to ask you about that. Weaponized Sarlax. Which is kind of yeah, crazy. it was like a weird um, Sarlax pit. But, thing. I'll, but mainly I was thinking of like the Zillow Beast. Yeah, for sure. Playing with so like, I want to see what else is going on with the Zillabies. Are we going to get more of that this season? Maybe. Do you think there's all these creatures outside because they're there? Or do you think a lot of those crazy creatures outside is because they got out of the facility? I was thinking that maybe they are out. They were made and put out there. To see how they fight and react and live. Because the- that bear thing had like armor looking thing on it. It did and it had like red eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, like so a crazy bear it's, with like full on I think it's both. Roman I think, I think they're creating these, monster, these animals that are modified to see how well they can fight against these dangerous animals that are already on this planet. Mm. Which I think, so it's, I think it's dual purpose. They're putting... Modified creatures in a highly dangerous creature-filled forest. Gotcha. But it could go either way. But I don't know. I'm just intrigued about the Zillow Beast because everyone knows you are Jeremiah. Everyone is like anyone who cares about the Zillow Beast is excited. Like everybody loves yeah. the Zillow Beast story. But like, especially since that whole rumor of that Godzilla minus one director meeting oh. with. Lucas invited by Dave Filoni and like, oh, are we going to get a Star Wars monster movie focused on the Zillow Beast? That would be so, be so cool. fire. Oh, man. That would be so cool. So there's other projects going on, but then this is where we get the name drop of Project Necromancer. Um, then it jumps Haven't to Omega. Haven't we heard that name before? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mando. They say that in Mando. Okay. Mando season three. I think it I was, was like, when Moff Gideon was talking with that council of council? Imperial remnants. I think it was in that scene. Yeah, I think so too. I was like, we've heard that name before. Yeah. So, so you know that this is like Palpatine for sure. Right. But that's what this is. Yep. And then, so we go to Omega. She's basically doing what she can to leave. Gets going through doors that she's normally not allowed to go through and whatever. And she makes her way down to Crosshair. All right, let's go. I got a plan, kind of, not really. I'm just winging it because we have to go now. And so she just has him give a distraction to, like, get a guard to come over. And then she opens the door, and then he takes him out, whatever, stuns him. They get guns. And... They kind of like make their way out. They go to the hound ken- kennel thing to go escape through the kennel tunnel mm-hmm. thing. Um, and they're like, well, cause, uh, but on their way out, they're like, all the ships are grounded because the Emperor's here. <laughs> and Crosshair's like, what? <laughs> this is the worst day to try and escape, which I'm surprised that Palpatine didn't sense something was going wrong while he was there yeah like you're supposed to you're supposed to be able to like sense something in the forest like not everything's right but 
whatever. He's just focused on himself in a sense because it's clones. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, so, but like, we're going to steal his ship. I'm like, that's not going to work. So they just go through the kennels and then like, well, there's a crash ship out there. We'll see if we can use that to like send, send a signal, beacon. Send, send a beacon or whatever to message to uh, Hunter and Wrecker. So that's the plan. Um, then we get the scene at these cloning test tube things where they're all heavily armored. Like they're closed. Each tube is closed behind a heavily armored, whatever outer shell. Um, and he, they're referred to as specimens, which was kind of like, well, maybe it's not Palpatine clones. Is it, are the clones that we have, the clone troopers that are being taken, are they the ones that are the specimens that they're being, trying to make clone sensitive, force sensitive or something? Because at the end of last season, Hemlock is talking about like how modification of clones is the key to like the future of the Empire. It's like, are these clones being... Like clone troopers being tested on, I don't know. We don't know, but they didn't show what was in that tube for a reason. Yeah, well, and like also with that too, it's like if that's the case though. But we already know this name from the Mandalorian. They're not modifying clones that far. But if they're experimenting on clones because they're dispensable. That there's so many of them that they don't need. I mean, they could be, and that's what we're getting with these like. These are the test dummies, like these highly assassin clones. Assassin clones, because we got that random guy standing there again. Yeah, so like I'm, I want to say they're starting with clone troopers to try and you know experiment on, just because Palpatine doesn't want to like waste his clone bodies on failed attempts. Like he doesn't want that because mm-hmm. it's Palpatine. So I think it could be testing on clone troopers at first. But I don't know. Like, there's we have no way of knowing because until no. we see what's in a tube. Um, this is oh, Snoke's face in there. Maybe. But I think we'll eventually find out that we're going to see all those tubes opened up or something. For sure. Which I feel like I can't. No, I might, I might be misremembering. But that EU with Andrew, the Dark Empire with the clones of Palpatine, were they in tubes? Like a bunch of tubes of... I think so, yeah. So this could be paralleling that. Yeah. Well, and there there was clones in tubes in the Mandalorian. Right. And they kind of looked like Snoke, but like they were super like cloudy and weird, so you couldn't really tell for sure. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know. It's all interesting either way. Like I'm hyped to get more answers and I hope it's all cloning. No, we know that it's all cloning. No, it stays there. It's cloning. Right. Um, is it just me or does everyone think of the Lion King when you say her name or is it just me? Nala say, I have never thought of Nala from, (laughs) Well, Lion I just King. glass shattered that for you, so good luck now. Nala, say. I just always think 
a whole or no, not a whole new world. That's 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 Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> can you feel I, the love tonight? Can you feel? <laughs> Dude, someone needs to make make a like T-shirt or something of Nala says like singing that song with the lyrics underneath. <laughs> yep. Make it a shirt. That'll be an Empire Radio shirt that we, if we ever get merch ever again. Yeah. A merch store, which. We just have to like get designs and then sell, print them and sell them on Etsy or something so we don't get. So that that's the hard thing. Like we got to figure out how to make merch that doesn't have copyright. Because like our logo, if you're looking on a video over like that little cog. That's the reason why our original merch site got taken down is because. Well, and we also had like Vader and. The, that the stuff troopers. too. But it's also too close. So I was like, we got, I, I like our logo. I like our simple, like, logo in the middle with Empire Radio on, on mm-hmm. top and bottom and black and white. I just like that. I don't know. We got to come up with maybe a new. If you're an artist, send us an email. Link is in the description in the links.co slash Empire Radio thing. If you're an artist and you want to come up with like an Empire Radio logo that won't get simple, copyright. That won't get copyrighted. That's simple, but also like makes people understand that Star Wars, which is hard because. <laughs> I feel like that's why people click on our stuff on Spotify and stuff is because of our logo. Yeah. It's easily distinguished as a Star Wars thing. Other people, other Star Wars podcasts, like it's not obvious what, what their logo. So if you're an artist, choose an email with some ideas. Maybe we'll. We haven't got sued yet, but any day now. Any day now. So help us um, out. Help Knock us on out. wood. Disney, if you're listening. Just give us this logo. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on, Dave. What are you doing? Um, but yes. So as you're looking at these tubes, Emperor Palpatine, line from the trailer, that there's nothing of greater importance than this project to the future of the galaxy and whatnot. And he's like, basically, unlimited resources. Whatever you need to get this done, you got to meet this goal, and Hemlock's like, cha-ching. Yep. He's hyped. Um, and I guess we can just jump ahead a little bit to finish the Palpatine stuff, just because there's stuff going back and forth. But as they're leaving, Palp- uh, Palpatine's just like, you know, so excited about the stuff, but he's Hemlock is like, you know, I want to be the minister of Imperial Science Division or something. Like, he wants to, like... Run all the science. and Run all the science. Like, what does that mean? Like, what is Hemlock's end goals other than just, like... Like, what does he want to do with that position? Because, like, if he's creating these cloned animals, like, modified animals and cloning Palpatine, like, what else is there to do that he wants? So... It'd be cool if we get to learn Hemlock's, like, what his end goal is. Unlimited cloning power. Should we get a scene like that where he's just, like, screaming, Unlimited cloning! Like, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yes. So then the Emperor leaves. And so at this point, you know, Omega and... Crosshair have left, but like obviously notification has been alerts have been gone have gone and um because oh we missed this part as they're escaping before they go through the tunnel Emery stops them. Mm-hmm. I was like you don't gotta do this like you guys can go back 
I can put this under the rug and like no one will know that you tried to escape. But Crosshair is like, nope, not going to happen. So she tries to like alert, but then she gets shocked. But it's enough to like push the button, push the button. And so when Palpatine leaves, they're like, oh, yeah, Omega and CT9904 are missing. And uh, they find out that they escape. And he's like, all right, send out troopers, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're not going to survive anyway, but send out troopers. Well, didn't he say first send out the dogs? Yes, he did say that. Because they go out there and then they release the dogs. And then Emery, no, no, was it Emily or Nala said that you release those dogs, they're not going to come back alive. I think it was Emery said that. Yeah. Um. Which the dogs didn't actually do anything because right. they got out and then they got distracted by the bear. <laughs> right. Because they just started doing their real job instead of hunting down people because they're not trained to do that. Yeah. So, like, Omega and um, Crosshair, they get out, but they don't know where the ship is, like, where to go. She's, he's like, okay, where do we go? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, okay, good plan. But then, like, that's when Palpatine is leaving, and like, oh, Palpatine's gonna be taking the same trajectory, the flight, that, uh, yeah, fl- flight, uh, whatever pattern that uh, incoming ship. So, okay, there goes Palpatine. Let's go Follow in that, that direction, ship. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they go in that direction, and they find the crashed ship, which has been there for 164 days, yeah, and or longer. And it's all overgrown. And so they go inside trying to like see if they can get the comms working and it doesn't work. And the troopers are closing in on their location because I think they got like a signal or something when they booted up the control panel or something. And then they hear something in the distance and it's this giant. I don't think they got a signal. I think they got a like a power source. Power surge. Yeah. And so the bear, this giant bear thing comes out of nowhere with the red eyes glowing in the dark had like scale feather things on its back like a weird scary looking thing and the lurka hounds attack it rather than crosshair and omega which was convenient mm-hmm. so that's going on the troopers make their way in where they fly in they lower down with clone commandos and then regular TK troopers and they go to the ship. Oh, there's no one there, but they did a plan. 72. 72. So Crest was like, do you know what plan 72 is? Like, yeah, Crest, uh, tech, maybe memorize album. He's like, of course you did. (laughs) So like at this point, we didn't see it happen, but I'm assuming Omega told Crosshair that tech died or went missing. Like, yeah, I don't know, cause it, cause when it goes back to her having long hair, he was she was having full on conversations like every day with, right, with tech. So we assume he's up to date with every scenario, and right, that was like the only person she talked to, and he didn't really say much. He was just listening to her talk, right. And so Plan Seventy Two seems to be just steal an enemy ship to escape. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. When the troopers go to the ship, no one's there, but then that's when Crosshair starts taking them out. 
And so, like, they all focus on Crosshair, and then... Which we didn't really mention, but Crosshair's hand is very shaky these days. Yeah, so, so all the experiments... Off. All the experiments on him have been taking toll on his body, and so I'm sure that will play out more and more as the season goes. But he's taking care of all the troopers while Omega sneaks to their ship, mm-hmm. and she goes in there, sneaks on... Dude, when she took out that pilot, <laughs> it was so cool. She just stunned him, but like it was like point blank, like right at his neck. And then she's, she takes the joystick or whatever. I don't even know. Was that called a joystick in a ship? Sure. I'll go. Joystick. Ahead. Basically, like steers the ship over a little bit and starts shooting the troopers with the ship's cannons. Uh, that And so that gets dispersed. Crosshair runs, jumps on the ship. She stabilizes the ship. She goes down the lift. Crusher, I, I like to pass. They just kind of like pass each other. They had the plan. They mm-hmm. knew what to do. So she stole the ship, but then he comes. Well, you miss it. it. As he was going to go, he almost died. And then her dog came out of nowhere. I'm and... getting there. I'm getting so That was before. Well, that's what's in my notes is next is this ship stealing. And then oh. Bat- Batra comes. Well, I thought and... Batra came like before tech no. or before crosshair no because omega ship. is omega is the one that she almost died and then back she's the one that almost died because oh. she the gun is on the on her and oh, she's like hi <laughs> um kind of like han hi how are you <laughs> type of thing and then that's when batcher comes out of the woods kills that trooper and then he's working with omega um, she She's working with Omega. Oh, yeah, she. Dang it, I'm, I'm never going to get this. It was whole season. <laughs> this and dog so, is going to be here the whole time. Like, she, she, she. Yep, so while this is happening, this whole fight, that's when Omega's blood triggers a perfect match. Mm-hmm. Emery is there. It's like, oh, crap, this is it. This is what we've been looking for. And she runs to the command center where Hemlock is like, don't shoot the ship down because this is they're escaping at this point. But, like... So Emery's like already on the inside. What do I do to save Omega? So she's running to the hemlock to tell him to stop. But while this is happening, Omega gets on the ship. And I thought, you know, the dog was going to die trying to save Omega or something. But no, she's like, Batcher, come. Yeah. <laughs> and he just sprints and he jumps on the ship. Yeah, I'm like, she, cool. she does. I'm like, this is cool that. They have like a pet dog that's also gonna be helping them fight. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, so that's cool. So then they're as they're escaping, this is when Emery jumps in and be like, hey, don't shoot him down, because Omega's a perfect match. And we need her. And Hemlock, I'm happy that Hemlock is wise enough to like know that he has to let her go yeah. in order for him to reach his greater goals. Mm-hmm. Well, because so he has he, unlimited funds now to hunt her down. Right. And so, and he, I think he says that. Mm-hmm. But, like, he says, let him go. So then they escaped to hyperspace. And that's how it ends. Mm-hmm. So, that's cool. You know what Hemrock probably did after that? What's that, Drew? He probably had to relax. He yelled at Nala probably for a little bit. Like, why didn't we test her blood a long time ago? 
And he just had to go to the office. He probably slammed the door because he's just so frustrated. And he went over to his coffee pot and poured himself some Wesley Andrews coffee. Really? That's that's a coincidence because they happen to be our sponsor for today. No way. Drew, no way. I can't believe it's first time in 243 episodes. But... <laughs> yeah, what a our quink-a-dink. Quink-a-dink. Our sponsor for today is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. So take a listen if you want to get a nice discount on some great coffee. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code Empire Radio, that's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. All right, cool, cool. Well, that's episodes one and three. So now we're going to go to episode two to finish out tonight's episode. So, episode two, Paths Unknown. And so this is story of Hunter and Wrecker doing what they can to track down Omega. And so it starts out at this cool castle. This is a cool castle. This, this might be my favorite large structure building in Star Wars. This is a cool looking thing. So I think this is on like the Devorian home planet, I'm assuming. It must be. And I think it's the first time we've ever seen a female Devorian. Yeah, I think so. Which is interesting. Maybe we have before and we just haven't noticed, but definitely Devorians because they have the horns coming out of their foreheads. That's why they are called Devorians because they kind of look like devils. Um, but at this castle thing or whatever, there's kind of like this queen isa i'm assuming she's a queen her name's isa which okay i didn't re- i thought i was like when well, first time i watched this i was like this guy looks familiar he sounds familiar and it wasn't until the second time i was watching when i watched with subtitles that i realized that this is the guy from season i think it was one of bad batch do you remember this guy yep roland Mm-hmm. And so, because like he gets it at the end, he gets his one well, of his horns cut, and his head, they have to do with the pikes and stuff like that. So I was like, I had completely forgot about that until, like, I had to go look it up. But yes, yeah, so this is a callback to season one when the Bad Batch interacted with this guy Roland, and so uh, Hunter and Record come in with a pike that. 
was the one that cut off the Devorian's horn when they had the conflict and all that stuff with Spice. And uh, that's the same episode with that that pet Ruby that he wanted that whatever. And so it's from that one. I think it's I I can't remember which episode it was called, but um, yeah. So obviously they have like a relationship. And so there's kind of like, that's how they got this in was kind of like Roland kind of trusted the Bad Batch in general. And it's basically like, here's the pike that double crossed you or whatever it was that screwed you over, dishonored the Devorian royal family or whatever. Now we hear that you have information on Dr. Hemlock and where his lab is or where his some of his working area is. Um, so it was basically a trade for intel. And the queen agreed with it. And so they're like, well, how do we know this is true? Like, well, this is all we got. And it's like the only lead. So they got lab coordinates. And so they just make their way to this planet. Super green. Yeah. Greenest planet we've ever seen in Star Wars. Pretty crazy. Um, That's pretty cool. So they... So on their way there, Hunter, you can tell he's struggling with the tech side of things. He's using text like datapad thing. Yeah, he's struggling a little bit. Like he, they knew where they were going because that's where they they. But like he could tell that he just didn't know how to work that thing as well as tech. So, um. But like, if they wanted Echo and Rex's help, it wouldn't be for like two days because they're on their own mission. Or and they said three. Three moon cycles. It was three? I thought it was two. No, it was three. Whatever. Point is, they don't have Echo and Rex help at the moment. And like Hunter, he wants to rush in and do this. But even Wrecker was like, come on. You know better than this. Like, we can't just run in there with no intel or little intel, like, by ourselves. We should just wait to get help. And Hunter's like, no, we're going. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay. And so they go there. And it's a jungle. It basically reminds me of Kashyyyk, kind of. Mm-hmm. Not as, trees aren't as tall, but it kind of reminded me of just kind of like the aesthetic and kind of like the bugs and stuff like that. Um, they make their way to the lab, and it's completely destroyed by an audible, or, or to audible, how do you say, audible bombardment? I can't say that word. Um, and it's overrun with vines and stuff like that. And it's like, this must be bad Intel or old Intel. Cause it seems like this is completely destroyed and no one's here. Um, they make their, as they're making their way down, they get kind of ambushed by two people, two teenage kids. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, here's some clones. And I kind of got spoiled by this because wow. Yesterday on a Star Wars YouTube channel, they showed a cl- they had a clip, and I didn't watch it. But the thumbnail was the four of them on the thumbnail. I'm like, oh, those are definitely clone kids. <laughs> Dang! So that was stupid because I knew this episode was about them finding a couple clone kids or something. Which I thought I was going in. I thought, okay, it's gonna be like a whole bunch of them. Like, yeah, like uh dozen of them or 20 of them or something but it's gonna be nope. like a lost lord of, boys lord, lord of that or lord of the flies or something like yeah. that um 
but they're basically like, yeah, we're the only ones, us two plus the other guy, our other clone is, we're the only survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they are doing testing on clones and using clones to help with running the lab and all that stuff. Um, that, that they were doing, they're trying to create um, weapons. But then like as the, but they realized when all the Imperial workers were leaving, like something's going to go down. So they were smart enough to get out of there before everything was destroyed. Um, but as they're walking through the jungle, they're like, don't touch any of the vines. I'm like, I mean, they're touching all the vines already. But then there's this big brown, black vine hanging down that record touches and it comes alive and it starts attacking them and, they get away, but the kids, clones, say that this is, they call it Slither Vines. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a weapon created by the Empire that kind of went wrong because it overtook everything. I'm like, okay. It's interesting that this is kind of, maybe, because this is Hemlock's former lab, so he was working on this. So it kind of gives a, a sneak peek to like maybe what he's doing with some of the other things where he's yeah. just taking existing creatures and modifying because at the end of the episode, now I don't know, okay, was the vines in the forest the same as this Sarlacc creature in the lab? Because it seemed like the Sarlacc thing had its own vine technical things, which was kind of like in the lab, but then like the vines were separate outside. Yeah, I think so. That there's but I think things? the vines were the same vines. It goes all connected. Okay. I, then I, you I, had like the walking vine things. Those stylers, we'll get to those. <laughs> but like, I wasn't sure if there was, those are two separate things or if they were... All, all those I think it's all connected. were connected to the Sarlacc thing. They're all connected. Because it's just like, how did this Sarlacc thing like, grow? Grow and get out of the lab. I mean, got like we don't even know how long they've been there. Like, if that's that, that's probably one of the reasons why they left is because it started outgrowing them. Right. And then when it blew up, they probably thought they're gonna blow it up, but then they clearly didn't kill it. And then it if you looked at it, the rebel was like all vines. So it's either I, I'm pretty sure like the mother vine was the star sarlacc pit. The head of it. Cause it looked like those other little walking ones were like smaller potential sarlacc pits. Maybe. Maybe that, actually, now that you mentioned that, it makes kind of sense. Because they all had like little teeth on them in the middle, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, they get back to their kind of like cave camp thing where there's the other clone who is kind of like their leader because you could tell he was a little bit taller than the other two, so he was a little bit older, it seemed like, and that's why he's the leader. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like the uh, hunter and record like, well, we want to get to the lab. Don't they also can... say that he was around longer? I don't know. Cause he had more information about the lab than 
Those other two boys. I don't remember that, but possibly he's older. I saw that he was taller. Well, because they asked, he asked the questions about it, and they said, oh, he would know because he was around longer. Maybe. Were they born there? No, they're all born on Camino. Oh, yeah, they were. They said that. Um, but yeah, so they're talking and he's like, they're like, well, we're looking for one of our team members, um, that was taken by Hemlock. And, you know, we were told that this was his lab, but apparently that's no longer true. But like, we want to go there to see if there's any information we can get. And they're like, well, we haven't been down there in a while because we've been overtaken by these slither vines. And then they said it was toxic inside. Um, and... Because when you cut the vine, it like kind of reminds me of The Last of Us video game. Yeah. Um. But like they're like, well, the last time we were in there, there was like a control panel that was still intact, but there's no because we wanted to see if we could use it. They sent out a signal to get some help, uh, but there was no power source. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we can take care of that. And I was thinking, Gonk for the win, Gonk, burr, burr, burr. Gonk. Um. So the. They're like, well, we got to go because this is the only lead we got. It's the only chance we got. And the one kid, I forget all their names. Like, one's like Mock, one's like Stock and Deke. Deke? I think it's Deke. Deke was the one that went with them. Like, well, I'm going to help them out. Um, So they first go back to their (laughs) ship, the M&H, and get Get the donkey. And (laughs) Record carries them back, but carries them upside down. I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) I know it's just a droid, but I was like, bro. What, all the bolts are going to run to his head or something? Maybe. I don't know how droids work, but they worked their way to the, to the lab, and they worked their way through, and it's like, don't touch. Immediately, Deke is like, all right, don't touch anything. And right away, <laughs> Record trips over something. Oh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, but they're walking through, and it's like, Wrecker is starting to freak out a little bit, like he's hearing things. They all stop, and then the vine grabs Deke, and then like they're fighting it off. But then like there's these little like three legged, it's like I don't know, like like a three legged starfish, <laughs> but yeah. like it walks on the arms, so it looks like it's headless creature thing, but. And it has the mouth, like, when it opens up, it has the mouth. So I think you're right. I didn't realize it, but it's probably a single Sarlacc thing because the big we see the big mama later. But, like, mm-hmm. those are individual Sarlaccs, I guess. Um, but, dude, those are scary, dude. And, like, the lighting and stuff, it was, like, just like a video game when you just have a flashlight. It felt, it really, like, felt like what I pictured, like, the zombie Star Wars game, like, uh, book looked like. Yeah. Like, so, it was very much, like, zombie scary. It was kind of like a horror dark. thing, too. Like, those yeah. few times where they, they jumped out of the darkness right at the camera, all you see is right in, like, the mouth. It opened yeah. up. And so it was kind of scary. Um, but they make their way to the control panel. Also, okay, the kid was like, okay, it's poisonous in here. So he had, like, a breather mask on. Mm-hmm. When he gets attacked, like, it falls off, but he's fine. No, he puts it back on. I know, but he was fine. Like, was it really toxic then? If probably was just over time. Unless he turns into a Sarlacc on Pabu, and 
they go back to Pabu and it's been overtaken by vines because a kid turned into Dang, a that'd be wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're like making their way to the panel, like in this big area. But there's like goopy sludge bubbling, mm-hmm. like on the ground. So they're like stepping on these floating pieces and working away, and it's all like big, huge, murky, bubbly black sludge water. I'm like, oh, something's down there. So they're working on the panel, or the kid is at least. He's like, well, I've worked on it a little bit. I I can work my way through. He's like, so he's working on it. Um. Pulling all the information off of it, essentially. Yep. And then the giant vines attack, like really big vines. And they're not just like straight vines like the other ones. They're like really like clunky and deformed and really big. So they're fighting this. And so while this is going on, the other two clone kids are like figuring out, like, what should we do? Like, they're going to die in there. And let's go steal the ship. Let's go steal the ship because before we gotta get to the ship before the vines take it. Because once the vines take, then we're screwed. But we could take the ship and we could just steal it and we could finally get off this planet because no one's gonna come us come and get us. And so, but then they go work their way to the ship. They're walk kind of looking around in it, and then they get a calm thing from Deke. It's kind of well, like, they hot wired it. They did. They get in. They crossed two wires and then the door opened up. And they're inside looking around. And they get a calm thing from Deke. And it's just basically screaming and yelling and shoots and shooting and mm-hmm. stuff. And I go, oh my, okay, they're going to go rescue him. But so they're the, they go back to Hunter and Deke and Wrecker and they're trying to get out of the whole facility and they get out and like they're floating on this piece that they jumped onto. And then like the, tentacles still come out and then it's basically they're fighting their way off standing on this little thing and then the ship comes in okay cool the kids come rescue everyone and they put the lines down they're on their way up but then the vines take the ship that's flying above it floating above and you see it pull like itself out of the muck and it's a giant sarlacc looking pit with like it's like straight black with like really sharp fine teeth Mm mm-hmm and I'm like, dude, this is kind of scary. And so Wrecker, he drops a thermal detonator in the mouth and doesn't do anything. And I'm like, we need more more power, more explosives. Wrecker's like, go grab the explosive box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so the kids in the ship, they go grab it and drop the whole thing down. There's probably like 50 detonator, thermal detonators. And then they drop the last, they ignite, they turn the one, last one on, they drop it down, and it, huge explosion. It looked really cool. It was, a, it was really cool because it bounced off the teeth, too. And I was like, why is it clanking on flesh? But, like, whatever. Yeah, it was like on the But the explosion was really cool. I like how they animated the explosion inside the creature killing it. And so they kills the thing, the arms, like, the tentacles, like, go to the ship. They fly off. Um... And so afterwards, you know, they're in hyperspace and they're wreckers talking with the kids, having fun. And then Hunter, he's looking at the data pad and trying to figure stuff out. And um, he goes, all right, I've been looking at the data. I couldn't find any information really other than a certain sector, which I don't know how many sectors there are in Star Wars. A lot, probably. But I feel like there's like a dozen or 20 or something like that, just how the 
thing is broken up. But mm-hmm. at least that narrows it down to one section of the galaxy where Omega is, potentially. But that's their only lead. But he's like, well, and the kids are like, well, what are we going to do? He's like, well, we can drop you off on, we got a place for you. It's an island. And like, you can start your life over there. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That they're going to go to Pabu and drop them off. I don't know if we're going to see them on Pabu or anything. If we're going to see that planet again, island again, but at least we well, know Well, we that. see that girl again on the island. Well, we see uh, Fee. Yeah. But I don't know if we, I don't think we saw her on the island, but we know. No. So maybe, maybe the next time we'll, maybe we'll see them dropping the kids off or something. Yeah. And then Fee goes with them on the mission or something. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it ends. And so here's my question. Or not my question, but my theory. So Omega is gone. She's not on Tantus any, anymore. Mm-hmm. But Hunter and Record don't know that. So they're going to go to Mount Tantus. They're going to break their way in. And, and they're going to get captured. Mm. So then Crosshair and Omega are going to have to go re- rescue Hunter and Record off Tantus. That the whole awesome. thing got switched, which is kind of, I think it's kind of funny. Well, they find tech and then they go. Maybe. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, surprised we didn't see tech in this episode. Right. So, or they find each other and they find out that tech is there because the only way for them to get Omega back to find Omega is the Empire pulls that final card and say, hey, I have tech. Maybe. And he's actually that the elite stormtrooper. Oh, dude. maybe. Yeah, so. But like, we I don't know. know how long it's going to take because we got 15 total episodes. So we have 11 more episodes to go. Yep. And so it's one of those things where like. 11 more weeks. So it's like. Like, what's, how does all this play out? Because, like, they go on missions, but I don't think they're going to go to Tantus, like, next episode. Like, is no. it going to be at the end? Like, you know, the last few episodes is when they get captured, and then that's when Crosshair and Omega have to go capture. them? I think them. they're going to join together, and then they're going to find out that Crosshair was there the whole time. Join together with who? I think they're going to find each other, probably at the island, and they go drop off those kids. Omega and Crosshair are already there. Oh. And then they're going to like do missions and try to hide from the Empire. Oh, that would be, be kind of lame. I wouldn't it would like be, that. But I'm pretty sure that scene that we see them jumping, I'm pretty sure Crosshair's in that scene. No. Yeah, we, only, we sl- only see Hunter and Wrecker. If you slow it down, though, there's another trooper. Well, yeah, but that could have been Rex or Echo. It could have been. Or it could be Crosshair. But, I don't know, that'd be this lame that, like, next episode, they just happen to all go to Pabu, because that's the only place Omega knows to go. But wouldn't it make sense? It would make sense, but, I don't know, that's kind of lame, that, like, there's no... Because then what's the conflict? Like, what's... The conference is they find out that Tech is back there. 
and they get tech and then they realize that he's been brainwashed maybe but then if that's true then that means when they track down omega like the, the empire they're gonna track her to pabu and then they're gonna destroy pabu which is sad hopefully not yeah but, i don't know man i'm kind of mad that you said that now they're just gonna next episode meet up at pabu on by accident why? Because it make it kind of makes sense. Not because it makes sense, but because then, like, what's the point of this season then? Like, to figure like, out what the cloning is. I was like, they're gonna have these two separate stories, and like Hunter and Wrecker can be going in the wrong direction, the whole thing, and they get captured for no reason. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. You're not well, wrong you're, either. I'm just saying. You're, you're probably right, though. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet on that one. You're probably right. <laughs> but. Because at the end of the day, the whole band's still not together, though. There's someone missing. Right. And they think he's dead. And they can't find Omega. And then he's like, hey, surrender yourself, Omega. So Crosshair doesn't die. And then they show Crosshair. And they go get him. And they realize he's actually bad. And then it's just like another conference of interest trying to get Crosshair to... Or trying to get Tech to be him normal self again. Maybe. It'll be cool. I don't know. It's cool to see that Crosshair is good now, though. Yeah. Now that he's, like, free, because he was in a cell, so he had, like, no, like, hope. But now that he's free, like, see, but his health is declining. Yeah, so he might be dying internally. So he's probably dying, physically dying, which is sad. There's going to be a part where... Throughout the season, he's gonna get to a point where he dies and he has to sacrifice himself instead of shooting because he can't shoot no more. Do you think Batcher is gonna sacrifice his life to save the Batch? Potentially, she might. I think Batcher is gonna die saving Omega or somebody. No, at the end of the show, Omega's the only one that survives and she's riding off in the sunset with Batcher. That could happen too. Or she's just captured and she's like getting her blood taken out of her. Yeah. And then that's the end of the And then it's the just show. the next show is just called Omega. The the final clone. <laughs> oh. That's where we're gonna get Rex show. It'd be cool. It's like all this stuff that Rex's been doing, like We can get all of that information. All this stuff. Somehow he has in contact gets in contact with Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool to see all that stuff. I think that's what we're gonna get. But who knows? It'll be find out. It could be called like Fulcrum. It could be an Ahsoka animated show where it's her and Rex doing Fulcrum stuff. That'd be cool. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I also wouldn't mind that live action either. We're not getting any live action stuff like that. We could, we could with Ariana Green Belt, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. But like, it needs to be like another like five years before she starts doing like Imperial era stuff because she's only fifteen, sixteen now, so she's younger than Ahsoka was at the end of Clone Wars anyway. So even though they they can make it work, but makeup it'll be it'll be I would still like a more mature person, like an adult, young 
young adult do, playing a young adult Ahsoka. Isn't she in that new? Uh, she's in that new movie. Yeah, yeah. Andrew sent that Borderlands movie. Borderlands, yeah. Which Bobby Lee's in it. Right. I don't know anything about Borderlands. It's a video game, right? Yeah. And it's just, just a movie of the video game. I don't. I don't know yeah. anything about it. Never played it. I don't know anything about it. So. Oh. I have no emotional attachment to. That yeah, movie. I've never played it either. I just know about it because it's a game or whatever, and then. I knew that this was in the making for a long time because Bobby Lee, who I follow as a comedian yeah. and podcaster, he talked about three years ago when he filmed it. Who is, he is also aware of Empire Radio. Right? Yes. Well, I told him about it. So, so yeah. I don't know. Hey, if uh, Bobby, if you're listening, we'd love, to have you on, we'd love to have you on the podcast, but... Send a voicemail. This is a family-friendly podcast, so we we gotta make sure. Yeah, that'd be a lot of beeps, I think. A Just send a voicemail, Bobby. Yeah, I would love that. I would probably cry. <laughs> yeah. But. All right. Cool. Cool. Anything else about these episodes? No. No, I could look up because they released the titles of all the episodes. All the episodes. You're gonna spoil the next episode for us. Yep. Unless you don't want to hear it. I really want to hear what Addy has to say about these episodes. Let's see here. Season three. Next episode is called A Different Approach. Dun, dun, dun. And then the one that tells after. tells us literally nothing. The, but the one after that, I feel like. And don't read it. Save it for next week. I'm trying. I'm not reading. Reading all of these. Ooh, there's one episode called Juggernaut, which seems cool. That could be like one of the monsters that. Yeah, that bear. You want uh, that? The finale is kind of spoiler too. We don't read that either. Stop reading them. You're you're not. You don't even like reading them. Oh, well, the title is what we expected anyway of something to happen. So it's not really too spoilery, but I don't want to spoil it for you because you don't care. But that's oh, that. I want to be surprised. So let's transition over to everyone's favorite time of every episode, voicemail time. It's voicemail time. All right, cool, cool. Well, we have three voicemails plus two emails. Oh. So we'll do the emails first. So this email came in last week in response to our Dark Disciple book review that we did. Our Hall- or, I always say Halloween for Our Valentine's, Valentine's Day special um, from a gentleman named Chris Preston. And he hmm. says, hello, Empire Radio. I was reading Dark Disciple, getting ready for your next podcast, and thought of a question. When reading Star Wars novels, do you picture everything you are reading as the Clone Wars animation in your head, especially if it's a story with characters we've only seen in animation like Ventress, or do you imagine it as live action? How do you view novels where we haven't seen the characters, such as the High Republic novels? Thanks, guys. Love your podcast, Chris. That's a good question. That is a good question. And I was like really hard because I'm like. Yeah. I don't know. I I think for this one I did Clony. Clone Wars for like 
Clone Wars characters, like you said. Like so, I, I think I was picturing Direct Disciple as Clone Wars. Yeah, me too. But um, I think for the High Republic, it's like live action until I see the cartoon, like the comic art. book art of them, and then it throws me off, and my brains is all scrambled. Yeah, I think. I don't know. It's hard to. I think with like the higher public stuff, I think I picture it as live action in my head. I think I do too. Until Grace showed us like the other ones. No, kind of. Yeah. So that's that was interesting. Good question. But like, but also with like Dark Disciple, like we see, you know, the cover art. Ventress has the long comb over hair, like short mm-hmm. comb over hair. So like I was picturing her as the 2D art on the cover, kind of mixed with. I was, but then I was also picturing her as what we see in the show from that trailer. Right. Which is also the same hairstyle. Yeah. But. I don't know. I was probably going back and forth too. But it's, it's also kind of weird, like, going, because we did the Ahsoka novel a couple years ago. And I think in that, <laughs> I was picturing Ahsoka as Clone Wars animation. Me too. But everything else was, was live weird. action. Yeah. Which is kind of weird how your brain works, huh? Think about that now. I got to think about next time I read the next Star Wars book, what, what medium I'm viewing these characters in. <laughs> Right. That's an interesting question, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I I already, because we kind of discussed before on what our next book we're going to read after Bad Batch is done. So it's like, now I'm trying to think, like, how am I going to picture those characters? Yeah, I know, me too. Because, like, we've seen those characters in both both. live action and animated. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, how am I going to (laughs) navigate doing that? Which would be interesting. All right, cool. Thanks, Chris, for that. Send us in. That was a good question. Yeah. We'll let you know how we feel about the next book we read. Yeah. All right. Another question from our good friend, Elias. (laughs) Simple question. What is your favorite fruit? And he says his is strawberry. Fruit. Haven't we asked this question before? You might have. Do you remember mine? I've talked about it a million times on the podcast. It's when that orange. Cara Cara oranges. Yes. Which they're in season. Like usually like in January is when they go start coming in season. You see them in stores. So I've been buying them every week for the past like month and a half now. They still your favorite? They're so good. Like sometimes it's just like one. any other orange or like some of them they're just blah. But like every once in a while, you get a banger. But like some of them, the some batches are really good. <laughs> are not bad. They're not a bad batch. So like for those of you who don't know what a car car orange is, go to your grocery store, local grocery store, and see if they got them in the fruit section. They look like a regular orange on the outside, but when you cut them open, they're like a pink color, like a dark. They mm-hmm. kind of look like a grapefruit. Grapefruit. But they taste like. A sweet grapefruit, kind of. So, I think they're more juicy too. I don't. Maybe I'm just. I feel like when I cut, cut, because I cut them into four pieces, and I just peel in the big, 
wedge off mm. and then I eat the big chunk. I feel like when I cut them open, there's more juice on the they, table. They bleed more juice than a normal orange. Gotcha. But that's but it's weird because that's what citrus fruit is. It's just pockets of juice. That's that's all. Yeah. So I don't understand why it would make a difference. But I don't. I I really is like. It them. Tr- is it like a real orange? Is it or is it like modified? Like like a was honeysuckle? No. Honey crisp. Like honey a, crisp. Like I invented in a lab. Yeah. Breed. I don't have no idea. I'm sure it's its own thing just because there's all kinds of citrus fruits out in the world. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, car car oranges. Um, but I feel like when it comes to fruits, like a good one of any fruit is always amazing. True. Like a, a good strawberry, like a good sweet strawberry. It's You eat that, like I'm blown away. Well, like, like sweet blueberry. I had pineapple. Yeah. And the first time in like over 10 years, because for a little while I thought I was allergic. Because I had an allergic reaction to something one night to the point where like my lips swelled up and like I went to the hospital and I almost died. And they thought it was either two things I had that night, which was peanut butter. And Jeremiah, you know, it's not peanut butter. You eat that by the, the bucket full. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that. Or then I had pineapple juice. So they're like, it's probably one of those two things. Well, I tested my way with peanut butter pretty early on after like a month. I was like, screw this. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die good. It's going <laughs> so, out with a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. So like that wasn't it. So then I, I just assumed it was um, pineapple. So I didn't have pineapple forever. And I was in Hawaii. I'm like, dude, I'm in Hawaii. You're going to die on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go. Let's go out. Like, what's the worst thing that happened? They're going to go there and they're going to give me like a tetanus shot and I'll be fine. And walk a tetanus out. shot? That's not whatever, how it's work. Whatever, whatever the shot is, like, I'll be fine. So I had it. One, it was amazing. And two, I had no re- allergic reaction. So I don't know what I was sick with over that day, but whatever. Did you have it since Hawaii? Yeah, I had it uh, the other day on pizza. And the hype is not real, just so you guys know. Oh, you don't like pineapple? Uh, pineapple okay, candy and baked but... pizza is great. I thought, okay, I'm never going to, like, order that. Yeah, like. But if it's at a party and there's a bunch no, of pizzas. Stephanie's like, I will family, get... if they order pizza, it's, like, sausage pizza and then pineapple and Canadian, Canadian bacon. bacon. And I'm, like, and they always, like, oh, Andrew, you can't touch this one. And then, like, put it aside. Right. I never have it. And like, then so the yeah. other day we had like a part, like a birthday party for my nephew. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm going for it. I just ate it. And then all of them like stared at me like I was going to drop dead. <laughs> I'm like, I had it in Hawaii. They're like, but that, maybe that was because it was fresh from Hawaii. I'm like. That's not how allergies work. I, I don't think that's how allergies work. Like, because it was not aged with pesticides. <laughs> like, I don't think that's how that works. But so like, then, yeah, I. Fine. Like I said, I'll never like order a pineapple pizza, but if like I'm at a party yourself. and it's there, like, I'll always take one slice just to have, just because it's. I mean, it was fine, but the hype is like way too big for that. Did you ever see the video mind. of Gordon Ramsay trying pineapple pizza for the first time? No, because <laughs> he like pretty... he like lost a bet or something on some show, and so mm-hmm. then he had to like try it. And he thought it was like the worst thing ever, <laughs> but yeah. No, I... Um, but anyway, then, like today I had pineapple salsa. Very good. But you gotta so, be careful though with p- eating 
pineapple in general. Like you don't want to eat a bunch a of pineapple bunch because it burns your lips and stuff. Right? No, not that. It'll give you diarrhea. Oh, good to know. Like that's like, like, like when kids have like constipation issues, like little babies and stuff. They give them. They give them like pineapple juice to help. That was prune juice. No, there's just... that too. There's more than one thing, but here's the thing. I got one time I bought a pineapple and it was really good. You ate the whole thing. I ate the whole thing. Like almost one sitting dude. Next day was the worst. It was day rough. It was the worst <laughs> day of my life. <laughs> dude, it was bad. Kids friendly show, Jeremiah. So when you, when you eat pineapple, just eat a couple circles worth around the rind and that's all you want to eat. Gotcha. At a time. That's all you're allowed. All right. But what, Good wait, but what did you answer your question? Like what's your favorite fruit? Um, no, I think my favorite fruit still, um, I mean, pineapple in Hawaii was amazing. It was, it was a different experience for sure. But I think my favorite fruit is still, um, lychee, lychee. Never had it. You should have it. You'd like have, it. I don't even know what it is. You don't know what a lychee is? Is that that white stuff with the dots in it? No. What's the white? What's that? It's like orange, like red on the outside, but like, it's like white with like black dots in the middle dragon fruit is that what it is i don't know what's lychee lychee is like it's kind of like a kiwi like flavor but then it's like more sweet but it the outside spiky kind of like a dragon fruit and you have to peel it off and then it has like a seed one seed in the middle it's like a grape feeling texture it's really good. You said it was furry, like on the outside, kind of? Yeah, it's like spiky. Yeah, that looks weird. It looks weird, but it's amazing. I think you like it. What does it taste like? It tastes like a, like a sweeter um, kiwi. What's the texture like? Like a, like a kiwi oh. slash grape. Oh. Grape texture. Weird. I think you'd like them. You they're see- just kind of, they're always hard to find a good one. Like most really good fruits, you know, it's all about the ones you find. Have you ever tried? Thing. I've never tried it. I've only seen it at the store like sometimes. I think it's called like Buddha's hand. Mm-mm. It looks like I like you take your hand and you go like this. Like it has like these fingers on it. Oh, it's really weird. I thought, what's well, that one fruit that is like really ugly looking and it smells bad when you cut it open? Durian. Yeah, I thought that's what you were going to say. No. I'm like, nope. There's something called ugly fruit. <laughs> it look, I think it's like a... Is it ugly? It looks like a rotten orange. Like, it looks like Ugh. an orange that's been rotten sitting in the in the ground for, like, weeks. But, that's good. But I don't know. I've never had it. It looks ugly. <laughs> no, lychee is really good. It's really good in, like, like drinks, too. Like there's a lot of lychee. Like, in Hawaii, I had a lychee cocktail, and it was pretty, pretty good. Fun. Get your lychee. Cool. cool. Surprised you ever had one. I'm not. I eat bananas, oranges, <laughs> not Pinterest when it comes strawberries, to cantaloupe, watermelon, honeydew, and like occasionally I'll buy blueberries. But like, I'll get you a lychee one day. You can try it. Do you have a go-to apple? Like, what? Because there's a million kinds of apples. Is there a certain kind of apple that you I like? think mine is Honeycrisp, probably. Yeah, I was buying a lot of those this year. I, before, I didn't really like them, but they were always on sale, like super cheap this past apple season. Yeah, this so last like, apple season was weird. So like, I, I I kept getting them in there because they were super cheap, and they're, I, I guess they're good, but I think... Uh, 
was it Fiji and Gala are kind of like my two favorites. Oh, those are pretty good too. Yeah. You guys don't know Minnesota has a lot of apples, so that's why we know a lot about apples. And we we invented the Honeycrisp, right? I think so. And we consume the most apples in any state too. I think. Really? I think so. I didn't know that. Interesting. And I think that was one of uh, Lucy's questions about Minnesota. I think it was on that quiz. Huh? That Minnesota quiz thing that we did during EmpireCon? That I made? The Minnesota one? The Like the first night that Tanner won both quizzes? No, I think it was this. Maybe that was just a thing that she remembered. I, I, didn't, I didn't. I think it might be. Oh, Minnesota is the state fruit of Minnesota. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I remember hearing that, and maybe I'm mixing things up. Oh. I don't know. All right. Cool, cool. But, yeah, thanks for that. Also, send in voicemails, bro. What is, what's up with these emails these days? I don't know. I think you waste the last minute, and like, oh, crap. And he's like, I don't got time. Types to... it out instead. Yeah. Just get it done right away, dude. You got all week to get yep. it done. Also, say hi to your mom for us. Yep. Hi, hi, she's coolest. Hi, Jessica. Yep, she's coolest. Um, all right. Well, those are the email ones, but let's get the the real ones here. The real voicemails. The voicemails. First up, I think this is the second voicemail ever. Grass Monkey sent the one in a few weeks oh, ago. Oh, sweet. So let's take a listen to his question. Hey, Empire Radio. It's Grass Monkey or Aiden from the Discord. I just had a quick question. Um, what's your favorite quote about a clone trooper or from a clone trooper? Just thought I would fit in with the Bad Batch and uh, have a great day for the Republic. And may the Force be with you. All right. Cool, cool. That is an interesting mm. question. Favorite quote about clones or from a clone i think the classic is the one from rex where it's like we are one in the same same heart same blood or whatever it goes yeah that one's a good one that's a good one i think the one that omega said tonight too was pretty good when crosser is like i don't belong here and she's like none of us belong here or no she said he said i belong here oh yeah i belong here and she's like no one belongs here that's a good one there's that one when Rex is yelling at Pong Krell. Um, we are men, not clones. We are men or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was super. And then he basically shuts Pong Krell up. If you can shut Pong Krell up. <laughs> that's it. That's good. That's good. Um, I feel like these are all like Rex quotes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's the Rex quote from just before order 66 when he's like us clones have mixed feelings about the war but without it none of us would exist oh that was like heartbreaking because then like depressing two minutes later he's trying to kill ahsoka <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know i have to go back and watch clone wars again and get more quotes mm-hmm. anything else drew for that one no all right. Well, I'm sure when we get an Ahsoka Rex show, we'll get a lot more quotes from Rex that we'll be able to have. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I should be noted. So D. Bradley Baker, who does all the clone voices, he also did the voice for Batcher. 
Oh, really? Yeah, that's in funny. the credits. And then I'm, I'm watching. I was rewatching, you know, Avatar, and you know he does, Appa and Momo. No. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. <laughs> so that's funny. Um. All right, cool. Thanks, Grass Monkey. Next up, from our good friend Owen. So let's take a listen. Hey, Empire Radio. Owen here with another voicemail. Um, I got a question for you guys today. Why do characters in Star Wars age so fast? For example, in Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan's 38, and in New Hope, he's 57, but he looks like a 75-year-old man. And Luke was only 53 in the sequels, but he was portrayed as an old man. All right, thanks. May the Force be with you. Bye. All right, cool, cool. Because they go through a lot of stress in their life, and also sun is not good for you, and that's what happened to Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan and Owen and Beru. Yeah, that's that's they, the main thing because they're living on a desert planet. They're saying that's why two sons, two sons, but I don't know. Luke I, is. They had no other way to betray him without him looking old. Well, because the thing is, like, like in you know the real world, it was forty years difference in production, like 35, 40 years between. Mm-hmm. And but in a movie it's thirty years, so it's like you have that where the actor ages more well, than the character does. I I I like to view it this way though. For Luke, I feel like the reason why he looks older is because he had the weight of the galaxy on his back, and he felt like he failed, so he aged because of all the stress and stuff. I mean, if you look at our president. They go in, four years later, they're a whole different kind of person. Uh, I always hate that argument because presidents, they get elected when they're like in their 50s. Well, and it's, it's like, or older. But it's like, if you get elected when you're like 55 and you're there for eight years, of course you're going to look completely gr- a lot grayer. True, but like, still. Like, when is like, okay, to be a lot president, of pressure. president it's, the youngest you can be is 35 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, if you took a 35-year-old gets elected as president, and they're there for eight years, and they're they're going to look 40. 43, they're not yeah. going to look that old. They're going to look like they're 43. So it's like, I don't know. I think I it's, don't know. Do we know that, though? We don't know that because we elect old people. Yep. That's a debate for a different day. <laughs> yep. So, um, But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of pressure. I mean – you know the same when like everyone has kid like when you have kids and then like their dad like has a full set of hair and then towards like the middle of it they're always like yeah all this bald stuff this is yeah this is because you, of you you lost your hair before miles so you don't yeah uh, i've lost more since miles though i'll tell you that yep. but i think it, it's just like a lot of pressure i don't know that's what i'm gonna say but yeah it's probably it's honestly just because of i i still world. like to think that for Obi-Wan and Owen and Beru, no, somehow it's, they had to get sucked into the world between worlds and they were there for a long time. (laughs) And so they're like, they aged like 10 more years. And then when they, but like they, they left, were there for 10 years, but then they came back, but it was like an hour. Oh, maybe. Yeah. There's always that thing. Luke never knew that they left, but they came back super old. (laughs) And that's why, 
or but, the fact that they they work outside and they have two suns beaming on them. I think that would do it. Possibly. Because sun, knows? like sun, does age you. If you're out of the sun all day, you look a lot older than. Like that's too much vitamin D. Can you have? You can't have too much vitamin D. I wonder if you could though. It's always about you need as much as possible. Like vitamin D from the sun does more be- better than like caffeine in the morning. Like if you go oh, yeah, outside for sure. or something in the sun, it's better for you than coffee or something. I don't know. I don't do either, so I can't just say. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, Owen, for that question. But last up, from our good and faithful friend who is always there for us, Will. So let's take a listen from Oh, Will. I thought it was Addy. Where's this Addy? Where are you at? She's probably still watching it right now, dude. Hey, I'm Private Deal. Will here. If you couldn't tell by my enthusiastic voice, I have a very enthusiastic question for you. This this will get pretty deep, but uh, what motivates you? Oh lord! Like what motivates you to get through your day, to work maybe, just just in general, what motivates you, and why? There you go, Drew. Perfect question for you. Star Wars. Star Wars. What? You know, not not your wife and no, kid. No, I would say <laughs> for sure, it's my wife and my kid. I wouldn't be working as hard as I do if I didn't have those two to rely on. Um. So yeah, probably my wife and my kid. Jeremiah says, "Clone trooper behind him." Yep. This kid back here. Really easy to take care of. Um, I don't know. I just got bills to pay, so that's that's motivation to <laughs> go to work and get Life. through the day. Life. Um, I don't know. Just, you know, to afford just to be on my own, like just so I can like do stuff that I want to do, like the podcast and stuff. It's just cool to like have the fans to like motivate me to like make content and. Mm-hmm push stuff out and if it wasn't for you fans i wouldn't be reading all these star wars books believe it or not. <laughs> so True. that's motivation so as it's like kind of like motivation to like grow the podcast like is fun just to like put the work in so it's like obviously we're kind of limited in what we can do just because we're limited in resources and time so it's like we, we're not like full time but but uh, we do our best yeah so so we hope you guys like it yeah so I don't need to have the big, biggest podcast in the world. I just want to put out content that the viewers and listeners and watchers like. So, yeah, but I do it for the fans. But there's a lot of ways to make us the bigger, biggest podcast in the world. Jeremiah, what are they? Well, if you want to get connected <laughs> to us, go on the description below wherever you're listening. There's a links.co slash Empire Radio. Click that link. It's a landing page for everything. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, invite for the Discord, a link for voicemails. If you've never sent in a voicemail, send us a voicemail. Let us know your theories about Bad Batch. What do you think is going to yeah. happen? Um, 
Also, there is a link to needlesslynerdy.com, which is a podcast network that we were part of, or an entertainment network, I should say, that we are part of. There's all kinds of nerdy content over there, so go click that link for all that stuff. Um, and I think that's everything. a link to our sponsors, so go check out that, too, if you guys want to help us. There's a link in there for the I talking. think so. I should probably double check that. I don't, I don't think I ever say that every week, but WesleyAndrews.cc. Yeah, go check that out for your coffee, coffee needs, your coffee and or tea needs, and it's a fun way to support us. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you to everyone who sent in voicemails via audio or email. Please, anyone listening, never send in a voicemail. Send us a voicemail. Use the link below to go do that. A lot of fun. Yes. Anything else, Drew? No, I'm excited for next week. I'm kind of sad that, like, we got so much this week and we're only going to get, like, 30 minutes next week. or Maybe next week will be, like, 45 minutes or something. That'd be nice. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. But we also get Avatar tomorrow, so I'm excited for that. That is, too. So, like, but I got to add it to this thing, so hopefully I can get this edited fast so I can watch at least one or two episodes tomorrow night, but we'll see how it goes. Well, so, yeah, if you guys want to check it, a podcast breakdown on that. Make sure you guys go to our YouTube. Yep. So we'll be go doing subscribe that over there. Probably the first weekend in March, which is just a week and a half away. This our Avatar live action series review should be up. So go check that out because we love Avatar. Last Airbender here at Empire Radio. Dave Filoni's first love. Oh, not his first love, but one of them. I think one was first one of his first things was King of the Hill. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. Let's get out of here. So you've been listening to another Bad Batch-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And may the Force be with you. Always. Needlessly Nerdy, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com